Welcome to episode 12 of Collector's Quest. Today, Kat and I talk about the end of the year and our plans for 2016. another episode of Collector's Quest, which will be our last 2015 episode. I'm Kat, here with Johnny. Hey Kat, we are back. It is right before the new year. Christmas has come and gone. And how was your holiday? It was good. It was busy. Um, It's still busy. It's gonna slow down soon. How about you? Mine was very nice. Again, busy. I've been moving non-stop. As far as having a break, that didn't really happen. But it was a nice Christmas. I got some good stuff. What about you? Uh, I got some good stuff, too. There were definitely some game-related things under the tree, which was really nice. It was a nice surprise, definitely. Oh, you got some games for Christmas. What'd you get? Well, actually, not so much games as opposed to uh, handhelds. I got a purple um, complete and box Game Boy Pocket from Japan to add to the collection. Nice. Which is really nice because that's what I'm. I'd love to go for a whole set. This is only my second one, but we'll see. Maybe it'll start something new in the new year. So, is this going to be then um, a handheld collection? Not like the games, but the the actual handhelds themselves. I would like it to be. Yeah, I really like uh, the Japanese box art. It's just a little bit different. I already have the two um, kind of exclusive colors to Japan. I already have the pink one, and now with the clear purple one. So. The other ones seem to be, you know, all obtainable, so it might be a good New Year's goal. What about you? What did you get? I got um, nothing old. Uh, My wife and friends, they don't, they're not collectors, so they they leave that area alone. They know it's just a failure and disappointment lies down that road if they try and shop for me. So I I did get one game, and that was uh, the Uncharted Collection for the PS4, so I'm looking forward to kind of revisiting that, but... Nothing retro. I mean, I shop for myself all year round, though, so it's not like a a disappointment. I'm not super sad I didn't see any retro games or anything. Oh, exactly. And if it weren't for John collecting with me and us collecting together, I'm probably pretty sure I probably wouldn't get anything retro either. (laughs) So let me ask on on these Game Boys. um, Is this Game Boy Color, original Game Boy? What what are these? Uh, Game Boy Pocket. Game Boy Pocket, and that's just that's the original Game Boy. Uh, black and white. Yes, yeah, no color in this one. Right. So are you only going to then go for the pocket size editions, or are you going to go for the... Because I know they had the Game Boy Pockets, and then they had, like... It wasn't Game Boy Color as far as uh, being a color system, but I know there was, like, some Game Boys that had different colors, right? They came out in some unique colors before they went down to the pocket size edition. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely some limited edition colors that um, were Japan only, some that were here. So it's it's kind of a neat uh, a neat system. I like the Japanese, like I said, I like the Japanese boxes a little bit better. So I think for me, I'd like to focus on maybe getting what they call just the basic colors, um, including the two Japan only colors that I already have. Okay, yeah, I think I have, I think I have a gold pocket from Japan. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think in America, the American or North American ones, I think I have like a teal and a yellow one. Yes. Yeah. I know the yellows and the basic colors. I know there's a gold one, but I, I don't know where it's from. I know there's a packed one that was packed in with, um, a gold one with Donkey Kong land in Europe or Australia, I believe. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I, I had a friend who once did, um, he had a whole collection, and I almost bought all of them. as uh, a guy who eventually went over to Sega collecting, but his original thing he collected was all these N64, or not N64, these Game Boy Pockets and Game Boy Colors from all over the world. He was out of Australia, and it was pretty impressive to look at, um, but I, I'm not sure if he had them all or what. I never got into an in-depth conversation with him about them. But they were they were neat to look at. The boxes got pretty unique. Yeah, I like just something a little bit different in the game room. Nothing wrong with the North American ones. I'd love to have them at some point. But I just thought, you know, as being focused in my collection and collecting, I thought that's kind of a good spot to start. <laughs> okay. Well, that kind of that kind of brings us into our topic for today. We wanted to talk a little about. Well, if I could speak, we want to talk a little bit about what we have going forward into this new year. It's going to be 2016. It's always nice to give yourself a little roadmap, decide how you're going to collect. Is that something you do or am I alone here? No, you're not alone. I like to have some sort of direction to go in, some sort of plan going in. Like I said, we would never pass up a really great deal, but I find when I'm focused, it's easier to, you know, complete sets if that's what I'm going for or fill out certain sections of the collection. So I want to be kind of focused going into 2016. Okay, so what what does that focus led you to? What is your plan for 2016? So my big plan is it's fairly simple. I'm trying to keep it very streamlined. Um, I'd like to finish the Sega Master System collection. Um, I'm down to the last, I think it's 29 games to go. So it's a very reachable goal um, to get there now. And I'd love to see that done. Um, just to see it actually complete and have it checked off. Um, I would also love to finish the N64 set. I've got about 110 now left to go. And the biggest one with that is I would like to at least do cart and box for that. Manuals are great if I come across them, but I would at least like to be able to do the cart and the box. Okay. Well, that I mean, so you're looking there, it's 140-ish games that you need. Uh, and only and a hundred and ten of them with with the box at least. Yes. So that one hundred and forty games isn't so bad, though. If you if we want to contextualize that in today's, it's like a game every what every three days. Yes, but you yeah. know what? That <laughs> yeah. could be doable. Well, I mean, I just myself, I bought um, like one hundred and five Wii games in the past month, so I think. Um, Three a day sounds, or three a week sounds pretty reasonable. And I do have a lot of, um, you uh, know, really, really common stuff to kind of check off. So I'm sure there'll be stuff that will probably be bought in a lot. Yeah, that's true. And I, I said uh, three in a week, but it's, it's one every three days. So two in a week, two, you know, 2.33. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's it seems like a doable goal. So, I mean, I'd like to be really ambitious and say more than that, but I feel like that's obtainable for now. And if that finishes and I'm partway through 2016, then, you know, it wouldn't be hard for me to probably find something else that I wanted to complete. All right. So why don't you tell me what you're going for for 2016? Any goals or certain areas you're going to focus in? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I have some plans. 2015 was all about completing NES and working on Super Nintendo and, you know, wrapping up a few other things. I, f I feel like I pretty much did that. This year is going to be about continuing to work on Super Nintendo, 
but as I complete sets, I, I've also realized I want to maybe do something a little different this year. And now that I'm more active on Instagram, I'm trying to refocus my goals to encompass that a little bit. So this year, I want to kind of take that a step further. And so for 2016, I'm going to take a picture of, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. In the last Nintendo Power, issue 285, they listed the best 285 Nintendo games ever made. So what I want to do is acquire all of those games. I have a lot of them, not all of them though, and then take pictures of them with their corresponding issue of Nintendo Power. So if Nintendo Power ranks it number one, I want it to be listed with, uh, you know, Nintendo Power number one in the same picture. Even if that picture of the Nintendo Power in the game don't line up, it's about the more about the rank, Nintendo's ranking. And then uh, the other thing I'm going to do on top of that is probably going to add in 15 of my own choices from the Wii U and the end of the 3DS to kind of fill that gap that they, right. they've missed uh, since they were gone. So I'll probably make it around 300. I don't think I'll do it in order. I'm not going to be like, all right. Starting today, for the next 300 days or 285 days, I'm going to just break it up and, you know, I'll, uh, I think I'll have a format where it'll, you know, show the Nintendo Power, that, and like some, you know, some basic hashtags that I'll, I'll always use. And people who follow me on Instagram, they know my style. It's usually like I, I just did a couple for Christmas. It was like Jingle Johnny, and then I did the Star Wars one, which was... Like the Johnny Strikes Back. I'll, I'll do the same thing for this. It'll be its own hashtag. It won't be the only thing I post on Instagram for the year, but it'll still be like my typical post. And if people ask to see stuff, I'll still be showing that too. But this is something I will do in addition to that. That's a really neat kind of concept. And it's cool to have a project that is going to encompass a good part of the year. Yeah, it, it's it's nice if I do it every day. It's you know most of the year, right? It's 285. I'm working to 300. Max is 300, but it also gives me some some flexibility to to miss a day if I want. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if I'm busy or on vacation or whatever. And also, it it'll be nice to kind of see it. Anyone could go find the list and you could see what I'll be posting, or you could just let it happen. Also, I'm, like I said, that's why I'm not going to post it necessarily in the same order that they did. I, I haven't decided which order I'll go in, but this way I can kind of vary it. I, I mean, maybe I'll go down mostly what they do. I haven't decided. I, I've broken up the list into, uh, I made it in a table in Excel, and I've got some filters, but I, I don't want to like go through and not have it be a variety of games. I don't want to be like NES game, NES game, NES game, DS game, NES game. Like, you know, I want to make sure that we don't I don't hit a run of just posting all the same system. Yeah, so you'll switch it up. Well, that'll be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how you'll post them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I figure I'll it'll they'll all basically be the same layout, you know, so just visual recognition as I go through. And I'll I'll gauge how it's going throughout the year. It, it might be something that no one gives a care about, you know, and if that's the case, uh, maybe I won't or maybe I'll do it Anyways, even if it's not getting views, I think you're familiar with my Instagram account. It's not like I'm always just posting what I think is going to get the most likes. It's, I post what I like to post, and uh, some of it's silly or nonsensical or ridiculous. And I do that for me, and I'm glad if people enjoy it, but I don't want to post pictures of Zelda every single day or Mario. I love those things, but 
I like variety too. Yeah, there are more games out there, right? Yeah, there there are a lot. Though, in this, I mean, I say I want to, you know, choose some of the unique ones, but I'm I'm choosing from a best of list, so you know, it's going to be a lot of quality games. But it is a lot of games um, that maybe I don't think people would think of, especially for me when I get to into the DS games. There's a lot of the DS games I don't have because I don't really do Nintendo portables. Same with like Game Boy Advance and you know, just standard Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Yes. That's uh, that's not really a world I I live in. I don't ever do portable. So as far as my collection, I have huge holes there. So then also, I don't collect Nintendo Powers. So that's kind of uh, another problem. I want the corresponding Nintendo Powers. So I have a month or two to kind of get this sorted so I can get it rolling. See if I can get this right. So it will really be uh, kind of a, a big endeavor for the year, finding the games that you're missing, but also finding the issues to correspond with them. Right. Uh, that's part of the project, right? It's not just like going to just pull something out off my shelf and toss it up into a picture. I mean, I, I do get to do that a fair deal. When you collect sets, the advantage uh, is like every GameCube game, I was like, well, I have all those. That's not going to be an issue. Same with uh, Nintendo. But there was it was actually like two Super Nintendo games I didn't have on the list. Uh, thankfully, stadium events isn't on the Nintendo list. Thank it's, goodness, right? <laughs> yeah, so I can get past that one. Yeah, should be fun, should be interesting. I found it kind of interesting. I've gone through my normal procedures when I start to collect, and I don't know how meticulous you are, but when I start, like, I've built an Excel spreadsheet, I've made it into a table, I've looked up prices, I've sorted, you know, I've applied filters basically to my Excel spreadsheet so I can sort by what I don't have, what I need, which Nintendo powers I have, what's the most expensive, least expensive, you know, I can sort by system. That's something to have that much uh, knowledge before I go into it, before I tackle anything. So before I even decided to do this, I know I, uh, you and I texted a little bit about it, but I wasn't sure at that point I, I needed to do more research. So I spent like three hours just kind of flushing it out, uh, seeing if this was feasible. And I think it is. Hopefully that's what I get done for 2016. I think that's a really cool goal. So how many games do you have? Do you know how many games you have to acquire? Uh, I can tell you. I can tell you right. I have my spreadsheet here. I shouldn't have asked. I should have just said, would you please tell me how many games you have to acquire? Yeah. It's a really, no, I think it's a really cool project and I think it's something different and, and something I've never seen come up in photos before. Yeah, hopefully I'm the first one to do it, but if I'm not, uh, no big deal. I'm going to do it anyways. Hopefully no one joins along with me. Uh, countermands my post, but whatever. I need, right now, 72 games. Oh, so that's a, a reasonable amount. That's not like you're looking for the whole, obviously, 285. And how many uh, Nintendo Power issues are you missing right now? 210. Okay, that's a little bit more for sure. Right, yeah. So hopefully I can find a lot of Nintendo Powers and just kind of knock that out since I don't have very many. I'll probably wind up getting some dupes, but Nintendo Powers are actually more expensive than I, I guess I realized. Yes. I, I mean, I guess if you you see them anywhere from like 5 to $10, like what, depending on the issues. And I think if you buy them in lots, you can get them for like $2 an issue to like $4 an issue. My problem is it seems like the bulk of the issues that people have are right in the beginning of the Nintendo Power run. So like right. 89 to like 95 or something. But that period of, or like, 98, like, after 1998 to, like, 2004 or 5, 6, 7, like, I think, I think there's a hole there. 
that people don't have as many of. Right. So uh, those, when I was doing my initial look, seem to be the harder ones to find. I'm not sure. They might be harder to find, but I imagine that they are less desirable than like the earlier issues. So hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Well, that will certainly be an interesting project for 2016. Yeah, we'll we'll see if I can. The the Nintendo powers will will probably be the challenging part. Also, one of the games I I just can't get because it's a a DS uh, game that's like uh, from the virtual store. It doesn't oh, okay. exist in a physical copy, so. I, you know, I don't actually have access to that. I mean, I guess I could buy it, put it on my Game Boy and take a picture of it or my 3DS, but that, that seems a little silly. Yeah, I, I think if you omit that one, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, and the game has a really good title. It is VVVVVVV. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, it's five Vs. I, I don't, I'm like, okay. Like, I guess it was good because it, it made their list, right? But, you know, it's not, not for me. Also, I, I will say I find some of the list questionable, the things they chose. So I'm, I'm this definitely wouldn't be my top 285. So I'm curious to see how other people feel about it. I'm going to, like, do some kind of stat checking on it, too. Like, I'm going to do, like, a system count. Like, how many DS games did they choose? How many Wii games? Like, did they have a formula that they were going for? Like, did they feel like, oh, we have to omit some Super Nintendo games because we just don't want to have a list of 100 Super Nintendo games and then everything else? I don't know. I haven't dug into it that far. So I kind of want to see how they did it. Also, they, they did some things where that I find questionable where they chose, like, Donkey Kong on the Game Boy, but not Donkey Kong on the NES. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's like, a little odd. You're like, well, I mean, I, like, personally, I like the NES one better than the original Game Boy one. The Game Boy one is, I feel like, just a step down. But maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I haven't played through that one enough to know. So that, that there's some stuff in there I'm, I'm a little bit curious about um, to figure out, like, how they did it. Like, they picked Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color. Like, is Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color, was it, like, really that great? Uh, or was it a worse version of the Mario tennises that uh, are available on other systems. Well, it's, it'll be interesting to see it because I feel like there'll be some things that'll be like, oh yeah, of course that was on there. But there will also be some things I'm sure that will, like you said, surprise oh, me. Yeah. Well, there'll be some you're like, oh, I didn't know about that game. Some that will surprise you and some that hopefully you just look at and go, what the, what? Yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. And there's a few of them that I, I look at and I go, how the F did this make anybody's list? And I guess this was a, a panel of 12 people who sat down and, and did this and, like, hashed this out. Um, if I have my facts right, I might be blending that with the top 100 uh, that they did back in, like, 2000. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see. I'm, I'm curious to go through uh, after giving it a hard look and see how I feel about some of their choices. I think that'll be interesting, too, because I think there'll be people that will be like, no, no, this version on this system was way better. Oh, yeah. And I, I you know, I kind of I kind of hope they do. Right. Like that was one of the thoughts I had that maybe I would do like in a week, like a run of games like uh, spoil art. Smash Brothers is on there. Right. So, but there's a couple you now they've got it for the 64 on there and the GameCube. So maybe I do those kind of like back to back or spread. The, I, I hadn't decided to kind of make people uh not make people but let people um comment whether they feel like 
one, the ranking is correct. You know, when you put them in a head-to-head, like, okay, here's Smash Brothers 64, here's uh, Melee. Uh, do you think one should be higher than the other? Like, do you is this ranking correct? Do you how do you feel about this? I think that's an easy way to get people involved in the discussion because people usually have strong opinions, especially when with certain games, um, that it's just for them it has got to be that version and nothing else. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how to make that post yet. I, I thought you can give me your thoughts. I was thinking maybe, you know, doing doing it in the order that they are, or not the order that they are, but whatever order I choose. So, like, Monday, Smash Brothers, Tuesday, Melee, uh, Thursday, uh, Brawl, if I add Brawl, because I said I was going to add some Wii U games that I feel like should make the cut. Right. But but and then at the end of the week have like a picture of all three of them together and say you know with their ranks and and ask people to kind of let me know whether they think that's right or wrong. I think that's a great way of doing it. So, anyways, that's that's kind of my thoughts. Do you have anything? Because you your goal seems I mean, to me it seems pretty modest, even though it's looking at like 140 games. Do you have some other like overarching goals that you are looking at uh, a bigger picture, something that you are are going to start to dabble in because I'm, I'm still going to work on Super Nintendo. I don't know. If, it's not specifically my goals to finish it this year, but I, I always have something ancillary I'm working on, something, you know, big picture. Yeah, and I, I think that for me, the other things that I would like to do is, like, I've already decided I'm not going for a complete Super Nintendo set. It's it's not going to be in the works. It's, it's just, it seems like too much of a task for me to accomplish. So, I would, however, like to add in some of the Super Nintendo games that I want to have in my collection as opposed to going for a full set. Some of the things that, um, you know, I had and sold off to finish the NES set that I would like to have because I feel like, you know, my collection's kind of missing those items. Okay. So I think that would be what kind of my goal above and beyond just finishing the master system and finishing the N64 set will be tracking down some of those things. Like, you know, I don't have Earthbound anymore. I don't have Super Mario RPG anymore. Um, you know, I don't have Chrono Trigger anymore. Just things that I would like to have back in the collection. Um, but I don't, like, I feel like if I get the ones that I'm looking for, I don't feel that I need to have all the Super Nintendo ones. I'd like to. They don't need to have them all. You definitely don't need to. As someone who is acquiring uh, many Super Nintendo games and looking through several of the garbagey titles, like you probably don't need Super Battle Tank and Super Battle Tank 2. Uh, no, I'm probably okay. And you can probably pass on like Super Caesar's Palace and Super Bowling or Baseball Simulator 1000. Yeah, I think I can deal without those and keep maybe some of the really fun to play um, games. And I, I think my goal will be if I'm going to be selective of what I get for Super Nintendo games and I'm only going to be going for certain ones, I would almost rather spend the extra money and go and be able to have the box for them. So I think just kind of prioritizing where I go with Super Nintendo will be more trying to get cart and box or cart and box and manual as opposed to just going for loose carts. That, I think that'll be interested, interesting to see, like, what you curate down to, like, do you do you have an, a number in mind? Are you going to say, like, my top 50, top 100, or are you just, however many it is after you go through the list is fine? 
I haven't really gone through it all, so I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I can't see it getting beyond a top 100. Like, I do have some Super Nintendo games, and of course I have some Super Nintendo games that I'm never going to play, like some of the ones that you mentioned. But those wouldn't be necessarily what I would consider, let's say, my top 50 or my top 100. So it, it's kind of hard to say. I'm just going to kind of play it by ear, um, see how it goes. I mean, there are some things that I'd like to get before... Other things, um, just because I feel like that's a big hole in the collection, but I wouldn't turn down a good deal. So I guess I, I guess I have a plan, but very loosely I have a plan. Okay, I mean, I know John, John Zang and Earthbound, right? Is that like, is that something you're going to prioritize? Oh uh, yeah, I think that we're going to have to prioritize that because I a may never hear the end of it, and b uh, well, I, I think I'd like to hear the end of it. <laughs> Well, and see, you have a giant Earthbound poster behind you in, like, your profile pic. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's something that, that was definitely a hard one for us to kind of part with when we sold it and, and finished some stuff off. So I think it's one that um, would definitely be nice to have, like, I get tags to do um, an awesome top three, actually, um, which was my top three SNES RPGs and everybody's posting up amazing things like Earthbound and Chrono Trigger and I'm I'm feeling like I've I've really really got a gap. Yeah, see, I never get asked for my top three RPGs. It's always like, what is your top five soundtracks? And uh, here's here's like sadness from my childhood. A lot of times I played with the volume off because people were sleeping or I was in a small space. So I didn't ever play with, like, a lot of games I played completely without sound. Like, I didn't know what Mega Man 2 sounded like until I was a teenager. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, you need to get, okay, so then, what are your top three Super Nintendo RPGs? Well, I'll tell you, Earthbound isn't in my list. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, Like, not at all. It's like, I probably, maybe it makes the top ten. Probably, okay. yeah, probably makes the top ten, but it wouldn't be in my top three. Um... Man, see, that's hard. You you got to kill your darlings, I guess. Final Fantasy four or you know slash Final Fantasy two is probably my favorite. Not because I think it is the best RPG on the system or anything, uh, because Final Fantasy three is probably a better RPG overall. Uh, Final Fantasy two just happens to be my personal favorite, um, and then followed by Chrono Trigger, and then like it's a toss up. Like I you know. I can go right back into Final Fantasy 3 right there, or I can start moving into many of the other um, RPGs. RPGs are kind of why I got started collecting. It was like, when I started collecting, that was one of the first things I, I started going after was RPGs. So, you know, they are near and dear to my heart, especially from the Super Nintendo era. So then it would be hard, like a, a more realistic one for you would be like, pick your top ten. Uh, yeah, but see that, I mean, that, that's not like a good list. You know, I, I do like people to have to choose. I like people to, you know, to make the tough decision. You have to narrow it down, but yeah, yeah like so five, five, five is probably easier, but, um, 10 is too many. Five is probably easier, but three is fine. And it probably would be the two Final Fantasies and, and Chrono Trigger just, and again, it's not that I think those are the best. Those are just like the ones I happen to i like the best i don't think technically they're the best yeah um, and and everybody has a different reason and it might be because you played it a lot as a kid and it's nostalgic or it holds some sort of memory from when you got it like i, I find a top three or a top five or whatever can be 
really different depending on the person. Right, and well, then some people will question what you call an RPG, like, um, like Secret of Mana. Do you call Secret of Mana and you know an RPG? My cousin and I played the hell out of that game, and I love it. But some people won't put it on the list because it's more of an action RPG. I consider it an RPG. Actually, um, it was so funny because this morning we were having the debate over Harvest Moon, whether it was an RPG or it wasn't an RPG. Yeah, see, and Harvest Moon was something I never played on the Super Nintendo. I didn't look at any Harvest Moon games until much later, and I I didn't really care for them. So, right. like, Harvest Moon doesn't make my list, but, say, like, Breath of Fire does. Like, right. Um, Brain Lord, <laughs> if you've ever heard of Brain Lord. Like this kind of terrible RPG uh, by Enix. Not Square Enix, just Enix. Um, that I bought back when I was, I think, like 13 or something. So, yeah, some that are on there because of nostalgia then. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and then, like, do you, do you incorporate, like, stuff like, how, like, how do you close up a, a top three list? And those are kind of my problems with all the top lists and that's it's topical right now because everyone is doing their best of list right now like if you look at the internet it's all star wars or the best of whatever gaming like best 10 best five you know from a system so yes. when you, we now that we have the fullness of of time and complete uh, complete ability to have a retrospective on what the super nintendo system is and like where it was you have to start choosing things now you start including the Japanese titles? Do you like repros that people have uh, given American translations to? PAL games like uh, Terra Enigma is a great RPG. Um, it's part of a series, uh, but it, like never came here. So, like, it's a Soul. Oh man, I'm losing the name. It's not Soul. Maybe it's Soul Blazer that it's part of the series. But that um, Terra Enigma was great. I but I didn't play that till later. So like. What do you start incorporating? Is it just the top three from the American library? That's, you know, people never specify. But when I get sent a top list, that's all the stuff that goes through my brain. I, I immediately overwhelm myself with uh, with scope. I'm like, well, do they mean this, this, this? Uh, people, when they ask me, they're like, why did it take you two days? I'm like, well, it was a, it was a harder choice. You, you presented my brain with a question when I had to set parameters and then like, like make assumptions on what I think you're asking versus what I actually think. It's a classic overthinking. Well, so everybody should know if they tag Johnny in the top three, top five, he has a process. So you have to be patient. Yeah. Right. I I have had some people say, uh, you're going to, are you going to show that you posted in your top three? It's like, well, one, I got posted like your top three game gear games. I'm like, uh, I only have like, I don't feel it's right to post a top three Game Gear because I only ever played like five Game Gear games. I mean, right. unless you count that they are Sega ports, so I roughly have some approximation of what they should be. So I just don't respond to those. I'm like, I here's my top three because these are the ones I played. Like, yeah. Eh. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But it's it's an interesting concept, and I I think. Uh, you know, we'll probably see some more of those pop up, you know, in 2016. I, I'm sure there's some top threes, top fives that haven't been covered and probably some neat ones that somebody will come up with. Oh, and I'm sure we'll do a lot of repeats, too. And I, I'm OK with that. And, you know, especially on Instagram. I know some people who uh, like follow you and me, for instance, 
you know they may have seen it before but as you gain followers it, it you know will be new to the new followers uh, if, if they haven't gone back through your feed and, and uh, looked at all of those yeah and i figure feel like when it's a top like five all over for a system if there's a game that you hadn't really played and you've played a lot lately sometimes that might replace something else because like for me i've just fallen in love with it all over again oh yeah, absolutely i had someone ask me that they're like well, on one list you said, like, and I don't even know how this guy knew this, but he, like, quoted me from a forum post back in, like, 2010 versus what I posted on Instagram. I was like, well, that was how I was in the middle of replaying it right then, so it was, you know, top of mind, and I was, you know, super involved in it right then, so I was in love with that game right then. Then after, you know, stepping away from playing it for a little while and then thinking about it, it it's still in my top 10, but it just didn't make my top five. Right. And I feel like that too. Like uh, somebody could ask me one month what my top five might be for, you know, NES. That might not be three months later what my top five is. There would definitely be some things that would probably be the same, but I don't know. I find things change depending on what I'm playing. Oh, absolutely. And just, you know, gaming taste change changes yeah. over time, right? So it evolves. It, it's uh, fluid. Like some things are always going to be kind of. Uh, near or at the top and but that top list like my top 10 might might shuffle around a little bit it's probably always going to be the consistently same top 10 but they might shuffle you know where they are their their order might shuffle a little bit yeah i think that's fair i think that's probably how a lot of people are yeah and i'm some people don't think of it that way you know some people are like, oh you got to be black or white but like or those people don't have that many games or maybe haven't played that many so i always throw it back at them to say like well what's your favorite movie says that never evolved or changed or depending like like right now i'm i really love home alone right now um <laughs> but i know you know it's not it's not in my top 10 but right now i'm super enjoying home alone so if you ask me like oh what are your favorite movies right now like it would make my top christmas list but and if I had to do a top five, like I might throw it or top 10, I might throw it in my top 10 just because I'm watching it right now and enjoying it. But, you know, overall, outside of the Christmas season, it probably doesn't make that list. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So, well, and I just think people are more, they've taken in more movies. They've consumed more. So the, they their view on movies is a little more nuanced when they have to pick. And that's why so many people are, or books, you know, depending on who your audience is, they say, well, I can't choose you have to narrow that down for them. You know, and right. that's kind of also the same thing with Super Nintendo. You're like, oh, Johnny, what's your favorite game ever? And I'm like, uh, for every system? Like, <laughs> holy crap. Like, what? Uh, I've played so many games, I don't even know how to attack that question. Like, oh, what are your favorite RPGs? And I'm like, oh, can we can we narrow that down further to, to system? Yeah. Favorite game of the year. How about that? It's like, Ooh, uh, maybe top three. Yeah, that is not a question I want to be asked. <laughs> yeah, I hit, uh, but people do. But people who aren't collectors always ambush me with that. Well, what's your favorite game? You like games? It's like, oh, uh, maybe you don't realize what a hard question that is. Yeah, we want to say, have you seen my game room? You go in and pick just one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've beat thousands of games. I don't know how to pick one. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I, you know, and then I usually default to something like Zelda. Just yeah, something that they know. Right. I'm like, oh, well, have you heard of 
this weird game? They're like, no. Nope. Oh, uh, well, Zelda. You've heard of Zelda? Oh, he yeah, has Zelda. I like Zelda. You're like, okay. Question, yeah. question over. But yeah. again, uh, I'm a, I overthink everything, so I'm like, well, to this person, what what do they think? And I start going to like, uh, where where they're coming from, like trying to analyze their position from asking that question. Right. And it's a mess. And they're like wondering, like, why did it take you ten minutes to answer this? Yeah, it's, it, you're right. It is hard, especially when you're talking to somebody who doesn't collect because they're asking a question, but they may not even, like, you could tell them an answer and explain it to them if they've never even heard of it or played it. it it's kind of hard for them to appreciate why it might be a favorite. Right. Or, the, you know, um, also with video games, I, sometimes sequels are better than the original. Right. And um, people don't kind of realize that video games are something that... Um, you know they're built from a base and they you know are kind of perfected as they go along like you can have a sequel obviously miss the mark but like when you go from like zelda one you look at zelda two they're vastly different and then you get um you know zelda on the super nintendo people say oh well that's it they kind of refined a lot of what they did into one and avoided what they did in two uh to make you know a link to the past but then a lot of people say Ocarina of Time is their favorite Zelda game. Right. And, and really, and I think people, and this is why I abuse people who say they don't like Zelda 2. Zelda 2 is the first game where you saw, where you had combat that you were oriented, where you were looking at Link and fighting. You know, it, uh, you know, it was side-scrolling, but really Zelda Ocarina of Time is more opened up. It's more of a... You know Zelda 2 than I think Zelda 1. It's, I mean, it's a blend of those things, but as far as, like, how Link looks and, like, how, how you approach battles and, and fight bosses and stuff, it's more Zelda 2 than the first Zelda, in my opinion. I right. Know, I know people out there right now are, like, cringing and, you know, they, <laughs> they are lighting their torches and gathering in their pitchforks, and that's fine. I, I love Zelda 2. I mean, I love a lot of the Zelda games. Um, but we're all different, and you know what? If we all liked the same thing, I think it would probably be pretty boring. Right. Well, I just want to attack people, uh, just on a personal level, on their game choices. That's that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> yeah, just single them out and tell them they're wrong. That's really my my standpoint. Okay, so now we've figured out the whole purpose of this podcast. <laughs> right. I just uh, if I can berate as many people for their choices as possible, I think I've my work here is done. Well, so I guess that brings us to another topic yeah. of resolutions for 2016. Now that we've already discussed that, we absolutely now know what the podcast is about. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to resolve to be a better human and not do that to people. I feel okay. like, I feel like that'll be easy to do. We're growing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be more inclusive to people's choices. Okay. And be better at answering top, top X requests on instagram johnny's gonna get it down to one day wait <laughs> yeah i'm gonna try and get back to you oh well also sometimes people post in the middle of the day and like i'm when i'm at work i'm usually gone for 12 hours you know right. 12 to 14 hours so and then i it's like get home have dinner with my wife and like settle into the house and suddenly it's like 16 hours later like from when they've tagged me at like 8 a.m not realizing on the west coast i go and i leave for work at like 5 45 in the morning Yes. So I'm like, I, I don't have access to my collection right now. And then I might forget by the time yeah. I get home. I'm Also, I'm old, so I'm entitled to forget. 
So that's your excuse. It's very hard to remember all the things that people ask. Oh, so I guess the bottom line of all of this is be patient. Well, be patient or just, you know, don't be angry about it. Don't be angry. It, it, you'll get there. You'll yeah. get there. I'm trying just in the oldest, slowest way possible, I will get to your requests. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, apart from being an all-around better person, what else are your resolutions for 2016? Uh, to buy less games than I bought this year. Okay. Um, which I which I think is doable, but it'll also probably be more expensive. Okay. Uh, this year, so uh, because I'm going to be <laughs> working on Super Nintendo. So how many games did you buy in 2015? Do you know? Uh, well, I don't know offhand, but I could, I could tell you. <laughs> of course you can. If somebody asked me that, I'd be like, I don't know, a lot, I think? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll do this live and on the fly. Let's see. Let me reset all of my filters here in my, my database. Let's sort by year. My resolution is to be as organized as Johnny is. That's not going to happen, by the way, but I could hope. You could, you could get there. I mean, why don't you tell us about some of your resolutions while I... I work this out. Okay, well, I'm normally pretty focused um, collecting, uh, though I feel like 2015, as the later part was a little sporadic. So uh, my big resolution is to try and stay focused um, on finishing the Master System and the N64 set. Like I said before, though, I won't turn down a really good deal. Um, I'm going to try and, when at all possible, try and buy Carton Box or CIB a little bit more. Um just because sometimes it's really easy to piece things together. Sometimes it's not. Um, I think for me, I find it's a little bit easier. Um, if I get Game Boy stuff, uh, I don't know if it's just where I live, but I find that it's a lot harder to find the boxes here. I don't know if when Game Boy stuff was out, everybody was just throwing them out. So um, especially in that area, if I do dabble in it some, I really want to try and, and stay for at least the cartridge in the box. So that that'll be that'll be interesting to see how your collection grows out. I know you get a nice picture of your Nintendo wall, and it's all uh, not all, but mainly just carts. So, have you thought about where you're gonna where you're gonna place them? I know you guys are doing a little remodeling, but have you built a space for the, for this new? Because I mean, cart and box just uh, so I can tell you, just takes up a lot more room. It does. So um, in terms of the uh, N64 and the Master System, um, the NES shelf is custom. So I'm thinking I would like to do the same thing for the N64 set, accommodating for the boxes and everything. And the same thing for the Master System. It's obviously more expensive to do the custom shelving, but it's nice when things fit absolutely perfect. Like I'm very, I like things linear in place. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to those aspects. So I, I really think in order to have things in one place and not be a mess, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go the custom shelf route. That uh, That is near and dear to my heart. You know, I like things to be uh, well aligned. I'm currently struggling with my lack of alignment. But Yes. Uh, I, I'm trying. Like, also, I wish everything was in uh, the sequence I wanted it to be in, which it's not right now. So I may be doing some remodeling of, of my office. Well. We'll see. Uh, I have an answer for you. Okay, I'm, many... I'm interested to know. <laughs> okay, if you had to guess roughly how many games I bought in 2015, what would you guess? 1,190. 
Okay, well that is like double of what I actually bought. So that's okay. That's good. I mean, or maybe maybe I present uh, in such a fashion that it seems like I buy more games than I actually do. But still, six hundred and sixty-seven. Well, that's still a phenomenal amount of games. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm like, mm, wow, that's like almost two games a day. If you if you equate it like that, I'm sure my wife would love that. Now, should we should I do a comparison to like what I did in 2014? Yes, I'd like to know. Okay, let's see. I and I I don't know. I've been asked this question just kind of on the fly, so I feel like I bought a lot of games in 2015. So it'll be interesting to see if 2014, which I know I kind of scaled down a little, if okay. what, what that number was like. And that, that's kind of interesting. I kind of wish, looking back, I had kept track of how many I'd bought in a year, but maybe sometimes I don't want to know. Now, obviously, I don't have near as many games as you, so I don't think my numbers would be, obviously, as high. But I'd be interested to know. Okay, so uh, I just said I thought I bought less games in 2014. But I forgot that 2014, I did a lot of work on completing sets like GameCube. Okay. So uh, it that number, do you want to guess? It, so it, are we, give me a ball, are we higher or lower? Higher. Okay, I'm going to go for like 840-ish. 901. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not terribly far off. No, you're, that's pretty good. So almost 1,000 games. How oh, that is. So I did better this year. I bought less games. Yeah, so and if you're resolving to buy less games again in 2016, that that could be a, a possible trend given your last two years. Right. I'm going to I'm going to hope to keep it to like one a day. If I can keep it under 365, well, I'll say that's that's a new goal. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I wonder what I did in 2013. Now, like this is so boring for everyone listening. I'm like, let's see what I did in 2013. But just to think about the sheer volume of how many, like, you know, 667 games. I mean, that's not far off of a complete NES set just for reasoning, because I know a lot of people seem to be collecting NES. Like, that's a lot of friggin' games. Oh, oh yeah, it's a, it's it's quite a bit. I'm like, oh man, like, I could never do PS1. That's like 1,100 games. But if I just focused for a year, that's I could, apparently I could do that. Yeah, it's you know. it's interesting to put it in perspective, right? And especially like 901 games, like that's a huge amount of games. Yeah, um, 2013 was much smaller, 389. Okay, so then you could technically probably do only buying one a day for a year because you know that's you know more than a year's worth of games, but still reasonable. Right. Well, and the the other thing is, I know people are probably there. They're just eyes are bulging like 901 games. I also did not spend very much. Um, like that might be another thing to, to do, which I'm not going to do right now and make people suffer through that. But uh, do like kind of a cost analysis of what I paid because I, I list what everything I paid for each game. So if you say, Johnny, how much did you buy Kawasaki uh, Caribbean Challenge for complete in box? I can tell you I paid three dollars. You know, yeah. That's, and I I did that on the 18th of January in 2014 and the reason it was three dollars is not because some store had it for three dollars is because I found a guy selling a group of games and you know and I bought them in a lot and then I what I did was you know I just break the whatever the cost of the lot was so if the lot was a hundred dollars and I bought 30 games I just you know divide the cost over those 30 games equally 
Right. And that makes sense. And it's not like you've gone on eBay and bought the most expensive one you could um, or the easiest copy to get. Right. Uh, and, and some people, they're like, well, why do you average it? Like, if that game is worth so much more, like, well, I mean, usually it works out in the end. Also, it's just kind of an easier system when, when you're buying lots. Also, when I'm buying lots, I'm usually not buying. Like, usually the cream of the crop is not in there, you know? Right. It's not usually like I buy a lot for $50 and Earthbound is in there. It's, that's yeah. Not, that's it's a lot of commons, more like filler. Right, and that and that's how I get my filler, right? I, I buy them in large lots. Yeah, and that's why I feel like, you know, realistically, for me to go through Master System and, and the rest of the N64, I'm probably going to buy more games than that in a year. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a modest, like you said, it's a modest goal to start with, and then I've got a couple things on the back burner that will hopefully fill it out. Right, so getting that many games, it's one, it's about perspective. And I think uh, being people with larger collections... Uh, I think it's good for us to kind of like frame out how that works. People are like, how did you buy uh, a thousand games? It's like, well, I paid like a dollar a game for them. So yeah. at the end of the day, like I just bought all those Wii games and I literally averaged $2.25 a Wii game for like a hundred Wii games. Yeah, so it's it's reasonable and, and that's good. It is really good to put it in perspective. And I think if anybody else has any real big goals or specific areas they're thinking of for 2016, definitely comment on Instagram and let us know because it's always neat to hear what your guys' goals are. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm excited moving into this will be my first year, like full year on Instagram. So I, I want to see what people's plans are. I want to see like where they're taking their feed. Like if they, they have a plan for that, if they're just going to keep going. And I'd like to know what everyone's goals are. I, you know, I find the way people collect is an interesting, not just what they collect, but the process on how they do it. I find it is interesting because you and I don't collect exactly the same, uh, though we do try to give tips and a, a lot of the stuff we do is aligned, but not exactly, right? Yeah, and everybody's different, and, and, you know, especially anybody who collects just exclusively for certain systems and stuff, I, I find it interesting because I find their processes a little bit different, maybe. Oh, yeah. I, I Like, uh, there's a lot of, on Instagram, there's a lot of N64 guys, and uh, the the variety they have in their collection, even though the N64 library isn't very big, you know, it's under 300 games, but the variety that they have, like, in their posts and stuff, I, I find is pretty interesting so i'd like to hear about that yeah i, I think it's an interesting point and I, i'm just kind of excited to see more of everybody's collection evolve and everything over the 2016 year all right well i think that takes us to the end why don't you tell us where to find you on instagram you can find me at cat sylvania k-a-t-s-e-l-v-a-n-i-a and i'm johnny Ayuchi. And that's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I on Instagram, or you can find me at GameOverJohnny.com. And of course, you are listening on either iTunes or SoundCloud, I imagine. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again.